Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. I'm talking with women who share their experiences and what they've learned. We talk about where they're taking action, where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, and how they're using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. Because every woman of God has a fierce calling, and everybody has a story. So let's tell them to glorify God and share what we know. And I hope this podcast encourages, inspires, and challenges other women to use their gifts to impact the world for Christ. Because together, we can make a difference, friend. In today's episode, An Unexpected Calling, I'm talking with my friend Sharon Wilharm. Sharon is a female filmmaker, Christian speaker, and ministry leader. She's also the host of All God's Women podcast. Sharon's motion pictures screened in theaters, festivals, and churches around the world, and has aired on multiple television networks. Sharon says through the years, she's worn many hats, filmmaker, blogger, writer, ministry leader, speaker, and a podcast host. But the common thread through all of them is women and storytelling. She loves to tell stories and inspire and encourage women in their walk with the Lord. I know what Sharon has to say will inspire, encourage, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Sharon Wilharm. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have my friend Sharon Wilharm on. She is an award-winning filmmaker, Christian speaker, ministry leader, and she's a host of God's Women Podcast. She is also a wife, a mother, and a brand new Grammy, and I know that's exciting. It is. (laughs) Yeah. So welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you, Doris. Well, that's kind of a tongue twister. Show Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so blessed to have you here, and I am just interested to hear all about, you know, how you got into the filmmaking and how God's been working in that ministry for you. So if you would share a little bit about your story and then how you are taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Well, it's funny because everybody, like every other filmmaker I know, they just always dreamed of being a filmmaker and that was like their life goal. And for me, it was like never my goal. I call myself an accidental filmmaker because I just kind of fell into it or rather God put me in it, but without me knowing what I was doing, he just kind of like, Oh, you think you're going one way and guess what? I'm going to lead you into a completely different direction. But my husband had a degree in um, broadcast communications and I knew that when I married him, but he wasn't doing anything with that. He had a chain of coin laundromats. And so I had no idea that he was ever going to do something with his degree until we'd been married 10 years and he decided to make a documentary and it was going to be a historical documentary. And next thing I know, it somehow turned into a faith-based film with me writing, directing, and starring in it. Wow. That's how I got into filmmaking. (laughs) Nice. Well, isn't that so interesting how you 
did not grow up thinking that you wanted to be a filmmaker and how it just kind of fell into place and with your husband now being able to use how God's equipped him. And that is really cool. And that's a, a lot of times how it works too. It's like not what we think, you know, and then all of a sudden next thing you know, we're doing this thing. So tell us how you got involved in the filmmaking and all of the, the ways that you put that together. Well, it's funny because growing up, I thought I was going to go into ministry. I, I grew up in the church and um, my mom was very much involved with missions. And so I thought that perhaps I might be a missionary or, you know, doing some kind of mission work. I assumed I would probably marry a preacher. And so I kind of had my whole future figured out of what I was going to do. And when I was in college, I was at a Baptist Campus Ministries state event. And on the last night of this event, they had this like really powerful evangelistic speaker and he was giving a calling and calling people, you know, to go into service. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like, I could feel God calling me. And I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. Yes. This is what I've been waiting for, you know, just confirming what I always knew. And so my friends are going up there and I'm watching them and I'm like, okay, God, this is great. What is it you want me to do? And I very clearly heard God say, I can't tell you because what I have for you to do, you don't even know it exists. Wow. And I'm like, what, what does that even mean? So I didn't go for it. And I didn't tell anybody because I was like, I don't know what that means. And you know, what am I supposed to be doing? And so I just kind of like pushed it aside and kind of went on with my life. And Throughout the years, I kept trying to figure it out of what God had, and he kept doing little things and kind of, you know, taking me on a twist, but literally, I had registered for seminary, and I was going to go to seminary. I had been a teacher. I'm like, okay, I don't want to be a teacher. I still haven't met my preacher. <laughs> you know, I want to go to ministry, so I registered for seminary, and I was all set to go. And then um, I was going to start in August. And then in like late April, early May, my husband asked me out on a date and we had been friends for years, but like, he was kind of invisible to me. Like we just kind of hung around with the same people, but he was older and I didn't really pay much attention to him. And he asked me out on a date and I'm like, I don't have anything better to do this weekend. So <laughs> I'll go out with him. And we went out and, you know, it was, it was fun. And then we went out a couple of other times and then I'm like, oh dear, he's getting attached to me and I don't <laughs> want to hurt his feelings. And so we're eating ice cream outside of this ice cream store. And I just looked at him and I'm like, you know, I don't want to break your heart, but I just want you to know that I am leaving this place and I am never coming back. I'm going to <laughs> seminary and I got big plans. And so it's nothing personal, but you know, this is just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, I understand. I knew when I started to lose my hair, I'd never get a woman. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is like nothing to do with hair. And so within a month, we were engaged. And I, I never made it to seminary. And, but I knew that we were supposed to, you know, like I just knew he was the one. But I'm walking down the aisle and I can remember so vividly, I was so confused going, God, I don't get it. I thought I was going in the ministry and this man has coin laundromats and he's <laughs> never going to be a preacher. So what am I supposed to be doing? And God was just like, just trust me. Just trust me. You <laughs> just know? go with it, Sharon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's what I did. I just kind of forgot all about it. And then 
you know, we made the first movie and it was bad, really bad. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. Like I didn't even watch movies. I didn't like movies. I didn't watch <laughs> movies. And I had done like acting for stage and it's not the same as film. I mean, it's not the same. I move my hands a lot. I'm very expressive. These things are good for stage and they're bad for, for film. <laughs> That's interesting. Yes. Um, you know, you would, you would think they would be the same and some people can do both, but film is very subtle because the camera is right there in your face. And mm. so usually like the best actress are the ones that can express themselves with an eyebrow. You know, I express yeah. myself like this, <laughs> you know, I'm flailing all over Ew. the place. <laughs> and so um, we all, we agreed that filmmaking was probably not my thing. <laughs> so we did the one movie and I'm just like, you know, I didn't like it. And then 10 years later, we ended up doing another one. And I knew that we were supposed to be doing this. Mm -hmm. um, we knew that I was not supposed to be in the cam in front of the camera this time. <laughs> that was obvious. But I wrote it and I directed it, but I didn't know what I was doing. And I just felt like such a fake. Like everybody yeah. is looking at me, you know, like they know I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but we made the movie. And I was like, okay, now we're over, you know, like, I hate this. I don't like to do things that I'm not good at. And next thing I know, we're making another movie. And I'm just like, God, I don't get it. Why are you making me do something that I'm not good at? Mm -hmm. And again, God spoke and he said, then get good at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, love that. Oh. So if I've got to do this, I've might as well, you know, and at that point I was like, okay, this is what God has me doing. So I started reading books and, you know, taking online classes and, and studying and going to events and everything. And it was kind of a life changer. And at that point, it still was not something that I would have ever picked out, but it's yeah. like, this is the ministry that God has picked out for me. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you were talking about how you felt kind of like a fraud because it's that whole like imposter syndrome that is actually a thing. And you know, we've all felt like that. We've all felt like, what if they find out that this, I'm not really this, you know, and it's like, God is just going, all right, just, you know, go with it. <laughs> so it, and he wants us to be equipped as we go. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I have found that a lot of times, and I think that was probably my strength with filmmaking is because I never felt super confident. So I was always very humble about it. And I'm not a super humble person in general, you know, like I could be kind of cocky, but this is an area that I'm very humble. And so I feel like God was able to use me better because it was like the only way we can do this is with God, you know, like yeah. it has to be God. I love that. Yeah. How you're talking about that, that he used you in a place where you were humble because you didn't feel equipped for it. And then he helped you to become equipped because we do, we have, when we first start doing something, podcasting or writing or whatever we do, you know, it, it's, it's going to take time to develop the craft and develop the skills. And, you know, God says that we should study and show thyself approved. Not that he doesn't approve of us, but you know, that right. we are, yeah, we are to enhance whatever skills and talents that he gives us by open doors. And then as you kept going, right. And then things <laughs> kept getting better, right. Tell us about how that started really rolling. Well, it's funny because our filmmaking really kind of kicked off 
when we made a silent movie because we had made several movies before that and I write really good cheesy dialogue. That's not considered a strength by most people, <laughs> like, you know, and we knew this and I'm just like, I'm doing the best I can, but it, it just comes out cheesy. And so my husband and I are sitting in this Mexican restaurant and we're talking about this next movie that we're going to make. And he's like, we need to show, not tell, because that's what they always tell you in film, show, right. not tell. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I know, but I don't know how to do that. And he's like, what if we took it literally? And I'm like, what do you mean? And we had made music videos because, you know, we're in Nashville. That's what you do in Nashville, you know? Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of experience with that. And we had done commercials that were, you know, with just the music and the acting and everything. He's like, what if we did an entire movie that way? And I'm like, hmm, can we do this? And so I went home and I started just writing as if I was writing like a music video, just describing what was happening. And the story that we were working on was a Bible that was going to be like passed along to these different strangers. And so each one of them would react to that Bible, either accepting it, reading it, being changed, or else just tossing it, and then somebody else would get it. And so as I started writing, I'm like, this is working. It's happening without dialogue. And so we made that movie, and everybody was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, what are we supposed to do with it? <laughs> But um, we entered it in film festivals and it did really well in film festivals because they want something that's different and nobody else was sending them a silent movie. But it was kind of hard because trying to explain what we were doing. And so, it, but it was fun too because we didn't have to worry about audio. And so we didn't have to worry about all the sound things. And so it was very freeing for the actors and they loved it. And so then we were going to do another movie and so it was, it was just going to be a regular movie. And I started writing the script and I realized I wasn't using dialogue again. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, this is kind of cool because this story was one that we had been talking about for years. And it was about a couple, like the concept was what if this couple was supposed to be together, but one or the other, like, wasn't listening to God. So they kept not being where they were supposed to be. So they kept not getting together, mm -hmm. you know, and God kept providing these opportunities and they kept missing it, but he kept, you know, was persistent. And so we took that story and so it lasted for 40 years. And so it was really cool without doing audio because we, we had three actors for each of the main parts and it made it a lot easier. It was a love story. And so, you know, first we had an evangelistic story. And so we could say, oh, well, it's good for, and missionaries were showing it in other countries because, you know, you didn't have to worry about the language. <laughs> then we had this love story and we're like, what on earth are we supposed to do with this? And I remember sitting in church going, God, I'm so confused. Why on earth have we made this faith-based, silent love story. Like nobody is going to have any interest in it whatsoever. But um, we decided, you know, we'd been going straight to DVD with our movies and, um, you know, had distributors in that world. But we're like, it'd be kind of cool to do a theater, you know, to have a theater release. And we're thinking like maybe one or two theaters. So we started looking online because we didn't know anything about it. And we found that AMC Independent had where you could submit your movie. And we're like, yeah, AMC is going to be interested in our little movie, but it had a form to fill out. And so I filled out the form and it was like late at night. And within like an hour, we got a response and said, we would like to see a screener and your marketing plan. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a marketing plan because we weren't planning on doing it. 
And we didn't have any AMC theaters in Tennessee at the time. And so we're like, okay. So we created, I, I made all these little, um, little charts and graphs for our marketing plan. So it looked really, you know, impressive. Basically we said, we don't have a lot of money to spend, but we'll be real creative and we'll work really hard at it. And they accepted us. And so we're like, oh, okay, we're going to be in AMC theaters. It was a limited. And so we had to pick which theaters and then each theater would let us know um, whether they would accept us. So we had, for that particular movie, we had attracted actors from all over the country. When they heard we were doing it, they had just come to us. And so we had from all over. And so I just put out the word to the actors. I'm like, okay, who has an AMC theater nearby that you think you have some kind of following? And, you know, we'll contact them. And so our lead actor lived in Manhattan in New York. Wow. So he's like, okay, the AMC Empire is our theater. And I'm like, oh, Rich, please. You know, like I'm thinking Oklahoma, Alabama, you know, that's where we'll go. He's like, well, what have you got to lose? And so we submitted to them and they were the first one that accepted us. Mm. And so we're like, that's kind of freaky. And then he told us the story that years ago, and I think it had been like eight years before that, he and his wife had moved to Manhattan and they had gone to see a movie at this theater. And it's a, you know, really big theater and they have these um, escalators that they were going down after seeing the movie. And as he was going down that escalator, he prayed, Lord, someday let me be going down this escalator after having seen a movie that I was in. He had never been in a movie. He was a stage actor that traveled around the world doing like this one man show. And then he, after that, he started doing movies. And by the time he got to us, he had been in, I think like 20 movies. None of them had screened at that theater. He had even been in Beyond the Mask and Alone Yet Not Alone, which were these big movies, but he had a small part. Ours was his first romantic lead. Our teeny little movie was the one that got it. And so is that not cool how God worked? That is so cool. Yeah. It's like amazing too. And I love how what you were explaining how he said, what have you got to lose? Because it's like, it reminds me of that scripture that says, well, you have not because you ask not. Like, you know, just step out and just do it, whatever. You know I mean? (laughs) Just see what can people say? No. Exactly. If they do, okay, well, but, but what if they say yes? And they did. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. So yeah, so you got um, then to be screened in these different theaters across the country, right? Yes. And you know, the funny thing about the whole imposter syndrome is because since we were in AMC, we were on all the Fandango website and they shared our trailer and the trailer got just this incredible amount of hits. Of course, nobody has ever heard of us before. And it's this, you know, little silent love story. But the funny thing is the comments were so crazy because they didn't have a clue who we were. And our favorite was this one that said, uh, it's just another movie by those artsy fartsy liberal arts folks. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's us. Okay. <laughs> and, and somebody called us hippie dippies. <laughs> they don't have a clue who we are. That is funny. Yeah. That whole thing, like the imposter, they just kind of made up an identity. <laughs> it wasn't even you. <laughs> no. So you have other people making up the identity for you. <laughs> That's kind of cool, but yeah, and I love how God just has us do things 
afraid. Like if we wait till we're ready, we're never going to be ready. We're never going to do it. And that's really just kind of an excuse, you know, like, well, I'm not ready. You know, it is like, (laughs) listen, just do it, do it afraid. And when you step into that water, it's like putting your toe in the water and the whole thing just like, you know, parts for you to walk across. That's kind of cool. It is. And it's cool because I think God has these little steps for us along the way. And so it's important for us to take each of those steps because each of those gets us where we're going. And, you know, like by doing that one movie way back, I learned from that in each one of those movies, you Mm -hmm. know, and all these little things that I'd been doing in the past, it's like, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use this and I'm going to use that. And each one of those is going to help you to where I'm leading you. Yes. Yeah. And it's like God saying, okay, first and foremost, Sharon, you are my daughter and you're who I say you are, you know? So (laughs) you might say, I'm not a filmmaker. And he's saying, I'm making you a filmmaker. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, that is amazing. So, and I love how you were talking about in information that I was reading, you know, the things that bring you joy and different things like that, how prayer is similar to like a hurricane in Florida. Cause we were talking about hurricanes <laughs> before we came on because we're looking yes. at one heading toward <laughs> us here in Florida. So I would love for you to share that and how prayer has also been incorporated through the filmmaking process and all of that. Well, um, fun because see, I grew up in Destin, Florida. So we were right on the Gulf and everything. When I was growing up, my dad worked for the power company. And so Every time a hurricane came or was anywhere near, we as a family all evacuated with him in his work truck to go to the big corporate office where we would be safe. But it was like a giant slumber party because like they would bring all the employees, families, and the moms would bring cookies and snacks and the kids would bring our favorite board games and, you know, our sleeping bags and we would just all hang out. And so I just thought that hurricanes were the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then I grew up and I'm like, this isn't nearly as much fun when you yeah. have to evacuate and when you think things might be destroyed and stuff. But God, it's like every hurricane and there was a period where we went through like seven hurricanes and just a few years that kept and so it's like every time you turned around there was a hurricane and each one God would just teach us something and there would be these spiritual lessons that we could learn from them and my favorite was as a rule like we would try to evacuate but we had just built a new house and so we weren't anywhere near the water and there was a hurricane that was coming and it wasn't a particularly strong one it was just going to be like a number, you know, one or two. And it's like, oh, that's no big deal. We can handle that in our new house. But still my husband boarded up the windows and we were just going to sit it out. Well, first it's really freaky when you board up your windows in the house. Definitely. <laughs> I, I can relate to that. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, we're sitting in this dark house and, you know, listening to the radio and we can hear the storm is coming. And, you know, you never know if it's going to come to you, if it's going to go somewhere else. You just get in place and and wait to see where it heads. And so the storm gets louder and louder and it's getting really scary and we can't see anything, you know, because we're Mm -hmm. sitting in the dark, but it just gets louder and louder and the wind whirling and everything. And then all of a sudden it's just silent. Mm. And we're like, okay. So we open up the door and we go outside and it's just like this beautiful, not a cloud in the sky, beautiful blue sky. 
no wind or anything. And we realize we're in the eye of the storm. And so all the neighbors come out and we all look and there's a little bit of, you know, branches, but nothing major. And then the rain starts. And so we get back in the house and kind of go through it again, but you know that the back half isn't going to be as bad as the first half. So it's like, okay, we've made it through. And so I just had all these like stories. And so a year and a half ago, I took over as women's ministry director at our church. And almost as soon as I did it, and I'd never done women's ministry. This was like totally out of my (laughs) comfort zone again. And I just felt God calling me to, to do a prayer retreat. And I'm like, God, I've never even been to a prayer retreat. I don't even know what one is. And he's just like, just do it. And so I'm like, okay, I need a theme. And so I thought back to the hurricanes and I was like, Oh yeah, I've got these hurricane stories. And so I did the whole prayer retreat based on how, you know, first we're preparing for the storm. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have everything in place and we pay attention. Now it's important who you listen to and where you get your advice. Then, you know, you get ready and you're just there and there in the midst of whatever storms you're going through there is God and there is a peace. And so we just have to remain in that eye of the storm. It's just so cool with all the different ways of thinking about God and prayer and storms and all the different spiritual lessons that we can learn through them. Yeah. And of course I live in Florida too. So I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about, about boarding the windows and all of that. And I know there's a lot of listeners that experience that as well, depending on where they live and all or other types of natural disasters that happen. Yes. <laughs> but it's amazing too, because when you do watch the news and then, you know, that thing called the cone of uncertainty, because you don't yes. know where the storm's <laughs> actually really going to hit. But what is so amazing is that with God, he doesn't have a cone of uncertainty. He knows, <laughs> he is certain about everything. He so is. we can trust in him. But what is also amazing and kind of ties it in is you were talking about first being the filmmaker and then the woman's ministry director (laughs) and how God continually brought you into these ministry or positions where you felt like you were walking out of a comfort zone. (laughs) And it's just, you know, that is so encouraging. And that's going to encourage the listener today because we oftentimes don't see what God sees in us, like that he knows what, how he's equipped us and we don't see what he's already put in our hand you know, and I love that he used you in those ways and you were a willing worker, you know, you said, all right, you know, I'm just yeah. going to step into this. It's like a little ebook that I wrote called step out of your doubt and into your calling, because we really yes. do when we put it on our own strength, we have doubt and insecurity and we feel like an imposter and people are going to find out about that. We're really not this, whatever, you know, and then when we can change our focus and our perspective to see that it's really what God is doing through us that we can have confidence in Christ versus having trying to have a confidence in ourselves. But he does equip, doesn't he? He does. Mm -hmm. He gives us those skills that we don't even know we have. Yes. You've probably watched some of the films that you've made and go, who made that? Who made that film? (laughs) You know, because sometimes I'll read something that I've written and I'll be like, I don't remember writing that, (laughs) you know, you just do it. So tell us about what's on your horizon. What are you all working on now? 
Well, it's funny because like, you know, I always thought I was going to be a speaker. That was what I felt God was calling me to do. And God kept saying, wait, wait, I've got all these other things I want you to do. And finally, I was reaching the point that it's like, okay, you know, the doors are opening. This is it. And then of course, coronavirus, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm again going, God, I don't get it. You know, I thought yeah. this was where I was going. And I had done like a lot of podcast interviews, but I'm not a techie person and I don't do things on my phone. And I really didn't even know what a podcast was really, mm -hmm. other than this is, you know, I would do it to promote the movies. Then on Facebook, I saw about that they had had Spark Christian Podcast Conference. And I'm like, well, that's really interesting. And so mm -hmm. I started looking into it and I'm like, that might be something fun to do. And so I was like, okay, well, what would I do? And I had been doing with the women's ministry, doing with the women of the Bible. And I've always loved the women of the Bible. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that would be really fun to just tell their stories. Yeah. And I have had so much fun with that. When everybody, when we were all quarantined and we couldn't do some, you know, anything, I had something I could do. And mm -hmm. now I'm just loving it so much. And I love exploring these, especially the obscure women that nobody has ever heard of yes. and taking their story and bringing it to life. And it's just so amazing to me how God is using podcasts and getting them out there. And this just a few weeks ago, I'm now on pray.com app, which is like pretty cool. But the most amazing thing to me is when I look at my statistics and I see these regular listeners that I have, including one that's in this one city in France. And mm. every single week, that one listener listens to my podcast. Wow. And this week I made an India list. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's enough multiple people in India that is listening that, you know, it made a list. And I'm like, that is so cool how God is using podcast, I think, in a powerful way right now. Yes. Yes. And people are hungry for connection. And with this whole pandemic thing going on, it's <laughs> really changed all of the ways that we connect with people and do things. And, you know, with podcasting, it's just amazing because you can, like you say, you can reach people all over the world. And we are, of course, you know, you're making your films and you're doing your podcast and I'm doing my podcast as well for an audience of one, but God just <laughs> provides the increase mm -hmm. and he knows who needs to hear what he wants to do through these messages. And I love the women of the Bible too, like, you know, hearing all of their <laughs> stories and there are, there are some that just are standouts that you hear about all the time. So I love that you are taking the lives of women who may not be in the forefront all the time, but they have such an amazing story, you know, cause we all have a story. Well, if God bothered to put it in the Bible, there yeah. is a reason. And so, you know, I'm always looking at him going, why did God put this woman? Why are these like three or four verses here? What was he trying to tell us through them? Yes. And I think that is so much fun. I think it is fun too, because so many of them, we don't even really know their name. But it doesn't yes. matter because God knows their name, <laughs> but he had that particular purpose for them. Like I know some of them you read about and you're like, well, I'm sure they didn't wake up this morning and think I'm going to drop a millstone on someone's head. You know, I'd like, <laughs> you know I, like you don't think those things, but then God, of course, that might have not been the best example, but <laughs> God, you know, just has these purposes and plans for us sometimes when we don't really know what the day holds. So just trusting and giving it to him to be able to be where he wants us to be so we don't miss it. 
So tell us about your podcast and also how can the listener connect with you, Sharon? Well, they can find me at SharonWilharm.com is probably the easiest. I'm on all the different social media. And the cool thing is I'm the only Sharon Wilharm there is, which is pretty convenient. Yeah. I love that. So if you go to any social media and look up Sharon Wilharm, there I am. And then All God's Women is on all the different podcast platforms. And so this upcoming week, I'm working on Abigail and I'm excited about her because, mm, yeah. I mean, she's so amazing. And then next week is going to be even more interesting because it's going to be the medium of Endor. One of those women that you're like, what can we learn from her? <laughs> so I, I love mixing the big names and the little names. Yeah. And, you know, and I was at first just going to do the good women. And I'm like, no, God has these other women here for a reason. What can we learn from them too? Yes, that is important. It's so important because everybody has a story and, you know, God, like you say, he, he wrote all that, inspired all of that for a purpose. There's a reason why he tells us these things. And so it's so cool that you're using your podcast to bring that out. And I love that. And, and you are an amazing speaker. So oh, well, thank you. <laughs> when the doors open up for that, you know, that might be the next thing, but it's, it's really cool what you're able to do right now, you know, in, in such a time as this. <laughs> yes. I love that. That is one of my favorite phrases. Yes. Yeah. So cool. So thank you so much, Sharon. It's been such a pleasure having you on today. Well, thank I love you hearing me. about your films and can people find the films that you've made? Do you have like links on your website for that or? We do. If you go to SharonWilhelm.com, there's a films and they can click on that. And we have two of our films on, are on Amazon Prime. And then they're also on Tubi TV. And then we have like on Pure Flix, we have at least one. Christian Cinema, I think has all of them. There's links to all of those. If you go to my website and click on films, you can learn a little bit, bit about them. Nice. That is amazing. Yeah. And I will put all of that in the show notes so our listeners can find you. So thank you so much. It's been such a joy and I hope to have you on again sometime. Oh, that'd be great. All right, friend. Well, we'll be looking out for what's next with Sharon Wilharm and her movie making and her podcasting and all of that. It's just amazing what God can do. And congratulations again on being a new Grammy. Yes. That's <laughs> to a, the cutest little girl ever. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sure. And that, that is exciting because I'm a Grammy, so I understand. All right, friend, we'll take care and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope what Sharon had to share today inspired, encouraged, and challenged you to walk in your fierce calling and to use your gifts to impact the world for Christ. It is so cool how she shared that she never aspired to be a filmmaker. You never know what God has in store for you or what his plans are for your life. Keep your eyes and ears open. Stay in the word and listen for his voice. It reminds me of that scripture in Isaiah. One of my favorites, and I've read it before, Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Friend, walk in your fierce calling. You can connect with Sharon at SharonWilharm.com and check out her site. You'll find all of her social media links 
and information about her movies. I recently watched one on Amazon Prime and it was really awesome. I'd love to also stay connected with you. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or right here on DorisWhip.com. And check out some of my free resources that I have available for you on my site. Remember, my podcast and everything that I have to offer for you is all in one place, DoraSwift.com. I hope you join me next week when I invite another woman to share where she's taking action, where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.